Hello. Hello. We don't have a name for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Somewhere. I'm Abby Chow. I'm Starlisha Gingrich. And we are so excited to be going on this trail ride with all of you. We can't promise that we won't throw around terrible farming puns every week because I've already just started with one. But we do promise to deliver a well-rounded analysis of this new-to-us reality dating show, Farmer Wants a Wife. So saddle up, cowpokes, and let's get ready to see if the farmer finds a wife. So, um, my name is Starlisha, and... Just a little bit of a background about me. I am currently a communications and community outreach specialist at our local YWCA here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, I was really drawn to this show because I grew up on a farm and my dad is a small and large animal veterinarian. Well, he he's still alive, but he's retired. So saying was always feels funny. Um, He was a veterinarian. And I grew up around animals my whole life, and I, in my adult life, have really enjoyed trashy reality television, So, and especially, like, dating reality television. So when I saw that a farmer dating reality show was about to happen, I immediately texted, like, three people, Abby being one of them, and I was like, have y'all seen this trailer for this new show that's coming out. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. So I'm really excited just to kind of see this journey unfold to use a buzzword from all of our, from one of our other favorite reality dating shows. Um, Yeah. So I'm really excited to watch these guys go on their journeys with all of these beautiful, smart women um, from different backgrounds. So I'm super excited about that. And we decided to do little icebreaker questions. So one of the questions is, if you had a farm, what would you farm? And I guess this is the perfect opportunity for me to say that I do not enjoy being outside. (laughs) I don't (laughs) like... Okay, actually, what I usually say to people is that I don't like nature, but I like being outside. So if I could go outside and sit outside and not be bothered by any bugs or any loud noises from cars going by, um, I would thrive. But I don't like it, so I don't go outside a lot. Um, So if I had a farm, what would I farm? I would, honestly, I would just keep some chickens so I could have some eggs. Um, And then, like, a rooster or two. Of course, a rooster or two. But, like, maybe three roosters, so, like, one for eating and two for egg purposes <laughs> um Ooh. but yeah like a little like a little format i think would be really cute um and Wait, what... good question yeah uh, are roosters like better for eating than chickens Why i do don't have it for eating i actually don't know <laughs> i like <laughs> said that and then i was like i don't actually know if that's necessarily true or accurate so um we might have to do a little corrections next week i'll i'll do some googling um I mean, you can eat whatever you want. I mean, sure, farm. but like, <laughs> do roost like are roosters good for, chi- like, for eating? I'm not sure. Um, but I would never. Okay, th- 
that's a tangent. I, I really love fuzzy bantam chickens. In fact, Ooh. that might be the farm animal I relate to the most is the fuzzy, mm, maybe a sheep. <laughs> um, so fuzzy bantam chickens are the chickens with like the super furry like feathers and they're so pretty. Um, I think I kind of relate to them because they just always are flitting about and their feathers are like flowing and they're kind of absent-minded. I might also relate to a sheep because notor- sheep are like notoriously a little dumb and I'm very smart, but sometimes I can be a little dumb. So I think that maybe I relate to a sheep a little bit. Anyway, that's enough about me. Abby, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Abby, and I'm Googling Bantam Chicken to see what it looks like. (laughs) They are very cute. They're so cute. Aw, I'd visit that farm. Aw. Yeah, I'm Abby. I'm a therapist by trade, Um, and uh, lately I've been running a a podcast about ADHD called the ADHD Manual. Um, And yeah, I did not grow up on a farm or close to a farm. Um... And I have zero farm experience. (laughs) So uh, I went to college in Pennsylvania with Starlesia. And so I do have some, uh, you know, familiarity with what uh, cow manure smells like. Um, But (laughs) in terms of what to do with it, I'm very clueless. So it's hard to even answer what I would farm. uh, Because I don't feel like I know enough about farming to even begin to answer it. but I mean, I don't know. I maybe like, I, I always feel like I would like to fancy myself. Like maybe if I really worked at it, I could be a gardener, but mm. I'm realistically probably not. I don't have a good track record with it, but <laughs> maybe if I had a farm, I could like grow stuff. Like, I don't know. What's a good, yeah. like, uh, what's a low, low maintenance farm like uh crop lettuce lettuce perfect yeah, yeah. Lettuce, lettuce spinach like any leafy green perfect yeah, yeah i would do that yeah uh farm animal i relate to the most this is also a tough one uh i feel like i would need a um i feel like the closest would be like an animal that's not very useful uh but like (laughs) but doesn't like you know doesn't cause any like unnecessary havoc but you know i don't i'm not like a a nuisance but i'm not an asset so what's an animal like that like maybe cat i was going to say a cat like a barn cat like you yeah just i'm around yeah like you want to take care of your barn cats and like you don't want them roaming off to make friends, quote unquote, with other local barn cats, because that's how you end up with eight kittens every spring and fall. But yeah, like, but you want to keep taking care of them and making sure they're like warm in the winter and they have food and water. And yeah, a barn cat is low maintenance, but like, yeah. Yeah. And you have them to like catch mice or whatever, right? But like, how could you possibly like, you know, you know, keep track of that? You can't. Like, how do you know? You just trust that they do it. You don't know if they actually do it. So that'd be me. You know, like, I could be like, yeah, I'm getting the mice. Yeah, I'm fine. But, you know, <laughs> I buried them. I don't know. I ate them. Right. 
Like, what are you gonna? <laughs> you gonna argue with me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not gonna bring you a mouse every time I catch it. Like, you just have to believe me. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta let me do my own thing. That's and uh, just trust that I'm doing what I'm supposed to, even though I'm probably not. So. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, cats and chickens. I think I think those are some good, some good farm animals. Yeah, I feel like that's a whole farm right there. It is. It really is, for sure. Um, oh, and in terms of reality show uh, history, yeah. I actually wasn't. Uh, at the reality dating shows are a pandemic uh, occurrence for me. I didn't like, uh, you know, grow up with them or anything. Not because I avoided them per se. I just didn't, uh, they just didn't cross my path and they didn't hold my attention for very long. <laughs> and even if I were to just watch it solo, I don't think I, you know, that would hold my attention for very long. I think mostly what it is is that I like watching things that other people are watching and talking about it. Uh, so it's really just about FOMO. Oh, I get that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> And I think that's kind of why I watched this is this podcast is not like, okay, disclaimer, we're not going to like bash other reality dating shows unless we absolutely have to, because there are some glaring differences, but I think that's why I watched Love is Blind season two, because my friends were talking about it. And like, one of my friends was giving me all the tea and I was like, what are you even talking about? So I watched it in like two and a half days, which was a terrible decision. I stayed up to like 4am and I was like, just like watching the show. And I'm like, what is going on? And that was just last year. But yeah, I, my history with reality dating shows goes back to like the early 2010s. Um, veteran. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a veteran. And I think that this, I think Farmer Wants a Wife is honestly changing the game. And I mean, I hope. We're only one episode yeah. in out of six, so. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely my hope as well, um, considering I, you know, entered with the Bachelor, Bachelorette universe, and uh, darn it, we can't bash. Oh, that's gonna we, be can. Uh, <laughs> we can. <laughs> We're not going to, like. Let's see. Yeah, we can. <laughs> it's just not It, it left some, some voids for me mm, that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that will be filled something with a little change of pace yeah like intelligence um (laughs) the women are always smart i'm just gonna like the women are always smart the men not so much and i think that's kind of what's interesting about this show is that we have four men and they're like i i always hesitate to use the word traditional when it comes to like men who work on farms and are cowboys and grow up in the country in rural areas because I think that traditionalism can be a little bit of a buzzword for conservative and I don't know and that's like I mean it's just not always true it's true in some places but it's not true all across the board um but it's really interesting to see men who aren't like finance bros be yeah. on a reality dating show and or like former NFL players, which I love Jesse Palmer. He is great. Um, but it's like we see this trend in reality dating TV shows of like these very hyper-masculine men who didn't really have the chance to date. 
Um, I th- like in my opinion, and I think that's a similarity with Farmer Wants a Wife. A lot of these guys in their Instagram promos, they're talking about like the one guy who was it Hunter maybe. I forget. I, there's okay. We'll get into the guys, but one of them said that like his closest neighbor is two and a half miles away. Oh, uh, Landon. It was Landon, and he was like, "You can only set the perimeter on the dating app so wide." And it's like all he mentions like two women by name. Yeah. I don't know if they were like. <laughs> I thought that was bold. Was it was like, very well. bold. He was like, "It's always like so and so and so and so again." So it's just interesting to me that every time he fires up his dating app, he's seeing the same two women. So, like, yeah, of course he needs Fox's help. Who are we, as the American people, millennial women, to tell him, no, you can't go on a reality TV show to find love? No, absolutely. Like, do it. That's the beauty of, like, what The Bachelor has done, I think, for people. Is like, oh, yeah, I could apply to be on the show. Why not? Like, we've all, we've all applied to be on The Bachelor, right? <laughs> I'm not the only one here. No, I, I'm totally the only one here who has applied to be on The Bachelor. Um, did not even get asked for an audition. But it's fine. Maybe Farmer Wants a Wife season two. We'll see. There you go. Oh, I would hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would be complaining. Like, my, all of my screen time would be spent complaining about being sweaty outside and mosquitoes. <laughs> like, I just can't. I don't know. It. That could be your pitch. You could be like, I'd be really good at farming as long as it doesn't involve nature. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> And don't ask me to water your plants, because I also will forget. <laughs> That's all bad. Um, all right, so should we get into the episode? Sure. Uh, maybe we should also mention that we watched, uh, that this is a, uh, I don't know, remake uh, mm-hmm. of an Australian show, uh, which has been going on for many, many years. Um, and we did watch the uh, one episode of the Australian version, so... Some of my uh, notes are about how it, uh, what kind of comparison and contrast I noticed. Oh, Um, yes. Yeah, that was definitely interesting. So, um, yeah, so the whole tagline is, four farmers are looking for love in the heartland. And I'm saying, 32 city girls meet four country boys. What possibly could go wrong? Um, And there's some really interesting claim to fame about this franchise. So this show is in 35 countries and has produced 180 marriages and over 410 babies. I think the, I think it's like definitively 410 babies, period. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Great stuff. Because I, I like I yeah, I would just love to see other stat- uh, statistics on other reality dating shows just with that much of a history. Um, so this is the second U.S. version of this show. The first one aired for one season in 2008 on the CW. And it was six weeks, four men. Oh, no, sorry. That's this. I think it was the same deal, though. I think that one was like six weeks. I... Was I it? didn't do too much research, but I read somewhere Neither. that it was actually just a rural bachelor. So it was one farmer and oh. a bunch of women with him. Yeah. But it's really hard to find out much information about it. So yeah, but <laughs> didn't Abby do very did, well. Right. But Abby did find us an episode of the Australian version and that was really interesting. And that was six men. Yes. Was that six one? farmers. Um, and 
they all got to pick six women and then they chose was it three or four back to take back to their three three yeah so it's a little little bigger um you know variety maybe um Mm -hmm. yeah so that was interesting this is a smaller group of farmers and a bigger group of women which i think is you know pretty on par for american reality dating tv when the women applied they saw the men's pictures and said i want land in a video in oh the video that's right they talked about the video a lot a one minute like talking head video pitch that the men did so the women watched the videos and then picked like i want landon i want ryan i want alan i want hunter and then they got assigned to those men and then the men had to whittle all of those women down to eight women right to meet on the first night which i think is just kind of speaks to the biggest difference um just coming from the bachelor and that's probably the thing that sticks out to me the most and what makes me most excited about this one is that like the uh the farmers had a real uh say in who uh was going to be coming to meet in person and so i think that's I think that alone will probably make for a much more successful, like, uh, long-term, you know, chances. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of buy-in there. I'm really excited about the show because it's hosted by Jennifer Nettles, and she's a country singer. She's real down home, like, has the twang, all about it. She's very just down-to-earth, um, and... A couple things about her promo were interesting. So the script that she was given to read says that it's a show for people actually looking to fall in love and not looking to get famous, which I I literally laughed out loud. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is such a dig to the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise. And I think a few other dating franchise uh, franchises that are out there. Um even though this is still technically a franchise show, but I can't name a single person from this show, and I can name maybe 20 or 30 Bachelor and Bachelorette people. Um, So I've always, like, I've always been a fan of Jennifer Nettles. I probably couldn't name you any of her songs, like, off the top of my head, but just being someone who grew up around country music and listening to country music and working in a music venue in the county, she, like, I, like, saw her, when she came on tour, I didn't see her concert, but I like physically saw her in our parking lot one day. Um, so I also think that it's really cool to have a woman hosting a reality dating show. Big time. I mean, honestly, the best season of the bachelorette was when Katie and Tasia hosted uh, Caitlin Bristow and Tasia hosted Katie's season. So that was the, like, the night one energy of like literally Tasia and Caitlin eating popcorn at the mansion window or at the <laughs> resort. Cause they were still in COVID times, like eating popcorn and like watching the men walk in and being like, Oh, he's super hot. He's super tall. Just like that, that super like hyper feminine, like gas you up girl energy really sealed it for me for that season and that was night one so I'm really excited to kind of see Jennifer Jennifer Nettles in this role and I felt like we got a little bit of a taste of it last night where she's like kind of 
the big sister to these guys almost like it almost feels like there's a little bit of that like i'm here to take care of you we'll figure out what you need but you have to be brave and don't be a punk like (laughs) all at the same time like it's okay to cry but also like tell me what she feels like the type of woman to be like all right let's talk about it like what do you need so i don't know what are your what are your thoughts about the host situation yeah i wasn't like I wasn't blown away by her. I mean, I don't think she did anything like uh, that particularly was, you know, amazing. I mean, most people might know her from Sugarland. We should probably say that. Uh, That's right. Sugarland. I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know the name of it. Uh, You know, they had that one song that got around a lot and (laughs) they feel like I know her from that, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to see where it goes. I mean, it was just the first episode and of course it was press for time. It was only an hour long. Um, which was, uh, I guess, made for a kind of a, a narrow window as opposed to The Bachelor, which goes on for what, maybe five hours, maybe? I don't know, at least. <laughs> yeah, like five hours a week, four or five hours a week. With yeah, it's a, it's a commitment, right? But yes. yeah, so I, I look forward to seeing more of her personality. Um, yeah. But I think just having a woman, a woman host it is, you know, so much better. Like, that's already a wonderful choice. Mm-hmm. For a dating show, I think it says a lot to, um, hopefully it says a lot to the priority of the comfort of the uh, women contestants that they have a woman host who will, you know, um, be more of a guide and hopefully more of a safe place. So I think that's a pretty good sign. Um, Maybe we should, uh, should we just intro the farmers and talk about first impressions? First impressions. Um, so I I wrote all my notes. Well, I wrote like some of my notes before the show even premiered. And I was going off of Instagram, um, which is very, very interesting to kind of just look at. So the first guy I looked at was Hunter. Hunter Grayson, which if that's not the most country name, like Southern, I'm like, this is wild to me. So he's from Watkinsville, Georgia. He's a singer. Um, I think, like, I guess a country singer. He plays guitar. He hunts. He has a ranch called Hat Creek Farms. And they're, they're, his little logo is very cute for his farm. Um, and on his ranch, he has cattle, horses, and he does team roping. Um, and for those of you who don't know what team roping is, it's the, it's, you're at a rodeo. <laughs> Come on this journey with me. Uh, let me paint a picture. You're at a rodeo. It's hot. It's dusty. Um, and there's usually two people. I think I've only ever seen one team roping event. So I think there's two people on horses. And there is a calf, usually a, a, like what I would refer to as like a teenage calf. So like maybe a year old calf in the ro- rodeo ring. And the one person on the horse tries to rope its horns and the other person on the horse tries to rope its feet. And then you have to get off your, I know it. Abby's making so a right now. <laughs> like, I know I'm getting canceled. It's fine. Um, I will live with Does the consequences of mine. Probably. Um, oh. But also like, I don't know. So then you have to get off your horse and you have to like, make sure that the knots are correct and you've, like it's a whole thing um so I think that's really interesting um 
because there's just like a lot of discourse about farming, right? And we don't have to get political, but there's so much discourse about farming and animal cruelty. And I think like your question of like, does it hurt them is very valid. I don't know, but I imagine it doesn't feel great. Um, So it's interesting to me that people are still doing that for sport. Um, Cause yeah, it's not, it's not great. Um, yeah, that's a really good point about the ethics of farming and things. I'm, I'd be very curious and excited to see if that comes up in the show. Me too. I cover it. Right. Because I feel like it's, well, I feel like there's a very fine line here that Fox is tiptoeing and I feel like they know it too. Um, but we can, we can get into that a little bit later also if we want. Um, I think, I think Hunter is very handsome. Um, I mean, just like generic white man, (laughs) but he's like handsome. I'm so sorry. I don't think he's ugly, but I did write you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think it's really the eyebrows. It's just, it's a lot of eyebrow, you know? It is. He's like, (laughs) he also kind of has like a little bit of a pronounced brow bone, I think. And then he has also big eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting that they, I don't remember them saying in the show that he was a musician at all. Do you remember them saying that? On his Instagram, you can see, but. I don't know if it comes up on the show. I don't think so. They don't, like, introduce him as a musician. I think maybe cattle, farmer, cattle breeder or something. They're all have to do with cattle stuff. All their little tagline things. Um. His southern accent, however, does nothing for me. Like, <laughs> he could be from Boston, and I would still be like, he's handsome. Like, the oh, southern accent it doesn't does add, not... it doesn't right. make the handsome. Right, it doesn't make the handsome. You know how, like, some, I don't know, this is maybe, because you grew up in New England, yeah, and I grew up in what is really considered the mid-Atlantic, but I grew up 15 minutes north of the Mason-Dixon. So people in Maryland did not have, quote-unquote, southern accents. But there's something about just, like, watching an old movie, not Gone with the Wind, but, like, watching an old movie that takes place in the South and, like, the very handsome debonair gentleman has, like, a good Southern accent. Not quite Matthew McConaughey, but, like, a little Matthew McConaughey. Um, But, yeah, Hunter, I'm just like, yeah, you're handsome. Your accent is fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Real hairy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought he was, uh, I'm trying to see my, my notes. Yeah, I really didn't have any thoughts about him. Like, okay. I don't really think of him at all. <laughs> he didn't make a big impression on me, except the eyebrows. His eyebrows made a big impression, but the rest of him, not so much. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll see, though. Um, and then there's Ryan... So Ryan Black from Shelby, North Carolina, or as as people from North Carolina say, North Carolina. Um, Beautiful. He has a horse ranch called Blackstone Ranch, and he offers lessons and boarding for people to, like, board their horses there and trail riding, which I thought was very cool. He seems to be the one that's slightly a little more well-rounded in that way, like the other guys, which I mean, 
don't get me wrong, you don't have to do something for your community if you have a farm or a ranch. I mean, providing food, if that's your thing, absolutely, you should do that. But, like, you don't have to sell your beef cattle to the person down the road because nine times out of ten, they also have beef cattle. Um, But I think it's very cool that he offers horseback riding lessons. And um, he does barrel racing, which is very cool. I love watching barrel racing. Have you ever watched barrel racing? No, I'm trying to remember if I even know what that is. So (laughs) you're at the rodeo. It's hot. It's dusty. (laughs) There's a person on a horse. And they have like three. So um, rodeo arenas are usually pretty long, like oblong. And they have, like, a series of barrels set up end to end. And you have to go around, like, you weave through the barrels. Then you have to go around the last barrel and then come back and weave through. Um, My niece did barrel racing for a year. Like, on your feet? On a horse? On your horse, sorry. Oh, got it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. My niece did barrel racing, I think, or she was training to do barrel racing. And it's, like, it's pretty intense. It's pretty cool. Um... He also might do bull riding, which is another iffy ethical thing, Um, but very, very huge competitive sport Um, because you have to last eight seconds on a bull that is trying to buck you off. Wow. Yeah. It's all about like leg strength, core strength breathing and balance which are all things I don't have so I'm always very impressed when I like watch people do it and last for all eight seconds um yeah I think they described him as a horse breeder yes so he, I guess I that's think a big he's part the one that's the horse breeder which would make mm-hmm. sense as to why he also offers boarding because you could like buy one of his horses and then just board it at his ranch and come ride there which is right. like a very typical thing to do um He's black, which is super cool. It's also a little awkward because his last name is Black. (laughs) And I'm like, did this, how did this happen? Um, So fun tangential tidbit is that oftentimes black folks, especially enslaved black folks, got their last names based on how they were enslaved or something about them in general. And I think that's kind of true for like white people too, like Miller. Miller is a very common white person last name, and usually it's because like you're a you're a Miller. That's what you do. Like you work in the mill. But I knowing about Ryan's family, so I think he said that he's a third or fifth generation farmer. Yeah. So that means his family has been in the South for a while. He yeah, said his grandparents. Sixties. Yeah, his grandparents so. bought the farm he lives on now in the sixties. So I mean, the sixties were not that far off from slavery. So I'm just like me being the black person that I am. I'm like doing all of this like mental <laughs> tracing. But then I met Ryan, and I was like, uh, like on the show. I didn't meet him in real life, but like <laughs> I, I saw him on the show, and I was like, I don't know if I needed to waste all of that (laughs) mental energy on figuring out his whole life history um his personal brand is like a little bit unclear to me based on his Mm. Instagram and even in person like what did you think about him in general yeah I was really curious for your impression 
Um, because, yeah, he's kind of tough to figure out. He's very mellow. He's very soft-spoken. Um, I was also very curious to hear your, uh, your take on just the, the fashion of cowboy hats. And, like, is there... How do you decide what size cowboy hat to have? Because Ryan's, like, enveloped his whole like up to his shoulders you know it's just like gigantic and i was like maybe that's just like you know really fancy in cowboy hat or i i don't know so that's that was my first impression (laughs) i was like whoa where are you you're all hat where's your head well you know (laughs) what struck me was one of the women asked him to take his hat off to look at his hair yeah i remember that i and Lord forgive me, but that is, I turned to my roommate and I said, that is a woman who's dated black men before, or at least is around black men, because there's so much talk about hair in the black community. There's so much talk about like barbers, like the barbershop is the place you go to like have that, that like therapeutic experience. Like it's a community bonding experience. It's something really special for black men. Um, and black women as well, obviously, like going to the salon. But I immediately thought about LeBron James and how that poor man has caught so much shade for his hair all throughout his basketball career. So to watch a woman, and I forget who it was, so I, I'm not even going to say if she was white or Latina or black. Like, I don't, I don't know who it was. But to watch her be like, can you take your hat off? I was like, oh my gosh, this is a little demoralizing, but also kind of funny. Like, I'm yeah. I was curious if it was like because I remember that happening, but I I thought she was white, maybe. Which I maybe does that give kind of like a like an, a more icky vibe if she were white? I don't know if it's more icky, and this is just me presuming, but I'm not sure if it's more icky or if it's more like my gut was that she has black friends but they aren't the black friends that she says oh i have black friends about like she actually like mm-hmm. knows and spends time with black people because that is something for me personally like i obviously don't speak for all black people or whatever but like that's something that's just it felt so specific to me but it wasn't necessarily icky no yeah i'm glad you said that that's very interesting to hear because like i because my initial thought is like oh worried that it gets too close to like white people's entitlement to black hair Um, right but yeah i guess that because i remember after she after you took it off she was like okay you're even handsome with your hat off so i was like oh okay right it might not have had (laughs) yeah it might not have had anything to do with his hair i'm probably just projecting um which (laughs) i'll work on that but it was it was definitely like an interesting interaction yeah for sure Um, um, yeah. I also wanted to know what you thought about, um, cause, uh, they only showed this tiny snippet of Ryan talking to, um, a, uh, a black woman and she said something about, um, him being a black cowboy and how the history of black cowboys in America is like so interesting. I was like, Ooh, tell me more. And then they cut it and she, and then he didn't choose her. So I was like, man, that sounded so I have- interesting. I have so many thoughts about this. Mm. I have so many thoughts about this. Um, do we want, well, do we want to 
do you want me to dig into that now, or do you want to go through the other two guys, and then we come back to that as we're talking about the women? Ooh. Oh, I really want to hear more, but you're right. Okay. We should pace ourselves and come back. <laughs> okay, we'll come back. We'll come back. We'll put a pin in that, Okay, and we'll come back. Um, Great. Yeah, so I, li- I like Ryan. I hope... Um, I like Ryan, comma, I hope to see some interesting things from him. And we'll get into that when we talk about the women. Yes. Oh, I did love how much he cried. Big crier, big fan. That's right. Big crier. <laughs> Abby loves a man who can show emotion. <laughs> no, I really, I just want them to cry. I don't care about other emotions. <laughs> no, just like release the emotion yeah, via but crying. but crying then is very important to me. So. Yeah. And and they seemed to like it too, all the ladies. So they, they it was a very did. tactical move, and I thought that was like, hmm, good job. Mm, you think it was a move, or do you think? <laughs> oh, maybe not. I'm just saying, like that was a good move. Good job. Yeah, I think you yeah. did the right thing there. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. The maybe Landon. What do you think yeah. about Landon? So, um, <laughs> I so when I was doing my Instagram deep dive on these guys. I wrote that off the bat, his social media seemed way more genuine than just, oh, no, I have to put more content because I'm about to be on TV. Um, Like, most of the other guys' Instagrams were, like, fine. Like, obviously, they've had Instagrams, but they have recently been curated. Like, I could tell. I'm like, there's things, like, I have an eye for Instagram grids. There are things missing from these men's instagram grids just based on looking at it and now knowing what i know about them through the television um so i think but he okay landon he has a video from 2020 i think on his instagram that literally made me squeal Um, and we'll like, we can link it in the show notes because I want everyone, I put it on my story. I want everyone to see this. Um, he's like walking in his house. He's filming. He's like, I really hate coming home and just seeing a pile of dirty towels on the floor. And, and then he lifts up the towels and it's a little baby calf hiding in his like dirty laundry. No. And the calf like looks at him and he goes, Oh, hello there. Or something like super adorable. And he, like, pets it. And that's, like, that's it. That's the video. And I was, like, oh, my gosh. Landon. Land, like, just, like, just from that, I'm, like, oh, he is a normal human being. Yeah. Like, he's a guy who loves what he does. He recognizes that his animals are cute. And he take like, this cow was inside his house. Mm-hmm. And calves aren't little. Like, yeah. Think of the biggest dog you've ever met and then add maybe five to six inches. That's about the size of a calf. Um, but I was like so heartwarmed and touched by that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think great. a farmer who like gets joy out of his animals is a really great sign. Yes. 100%. Um, so his ranch is called H Bar Ranch because his last name is Heaton. And he does... He has cattle, and he does general field farming. So it looks like, based on his Instagram, he has some crops that he does. I think maybe alfalfa and maybe corn. I'm not 100% sure on that, but definitely, like, alfalfa. Um, there's not much else to say, like, about his Instagram, but in his one-minute reality club promo that they did, 
he is clearly intimidated by the idea of meeting all these women and i'm like oh that is such a good spot to be in because oh, yeah. he is he is like open to it like if if a dude on night 1 is not shaken in his boots then i don't want him on reality yeah, tv exactly yeah you're boring like and yeah. and not or you don't them. you don't like treasure them enough like you don't think that they're Me. as important as they are you know any guy that's like oh yeah eight women no big deal is like i don't trust you <laughs> you know yeah, like, what? unless you grew up with eight women in your house or very close to you but even still even then yeah right you I'm got like, eight no. goddesses you know right. trotting in front of you and you're not gonna like you know shit your pants a little bit i don't want you <laughs> you know <laughs> Clearly, clearly. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And he kind of like, was he the one where during the barrel, the barrel time, I don't know what else to call it. It's yeah, what? <laughs> you kept talking about, you, because obviously you're barrel three hours thing? ahead of me. So you had watched it and you texted me something about like the end barrel time. And I was like, what could that possibly mean? And I was expecting way more barrels than there were. <laughs> No, there were just four barrels, each signifying a man. Um, but during, I think it was, I think it was Landon when he came in to pick his his five women. Jennifer Nettles was like, "How you doing?" He was like, "I'm not well." Like, yeah, like, that was him. Like, he's like, "I'm not well." Like, and he looked physically ill. Oh yeah, like he looked like he had. And they're all like drinking their coffee out of their mugs, or maybe it was whiskey. I'm not judging because that's a long night. But like, yeah, he looked a little green around the gills, and I was <laughs> I was a little worried about him, <laughs> and I'm a little worried about him. But I think he will be okay. Um, I think I think Landon for me is probably like if I had to go on the show as a contestant, I would pick Landon. Yeah, he's handsome. He's funny. He loves baby cows. He loves like his work. And yeah. he just seems genuine. He loves yeah. kids. Sorry, is he the one with a nephew? One of the guys has a nephew. I don't think yeah. I think it's Connor that has a nephew. Or maybe it's Landon. I think they maybe all do, but I know Landon maybe. talked about like when he met the the single mom. His first thought about her kid was like, Oh, she would be best friends with my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh yes. my gosh. Yeah. Landon. Great. If I could just vote the other guys off the ranches and keep Landon. <laughs> yeah. I would. Yeah. He what was awesome. You... He's so funny. Yeah. I loved the way he talked about the women. I thought it was very respectful and like, mm-hmm. and I think it was him that, that said like, I would be so lucky to have any of these women come to my farm. And I was like, oh yeah, you would be. <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> right. Right. And it doesn't seem to come from a place of, oh, they need a good sound bite. What'll sound good on Thursday morning when people are scrolling through Instagram? It's like, it felt like it was like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so genuine. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I actually thought all of them were really, well, we'll talk more about it when we get to Alan, but, uh, I think maybe not coming from the, oh, yeah, I have so many, I really need to hear what you think about Alan, but, <laughs> but yeah, like his, uh, I think all of them not coming from like the reality TV world, I really liked, it was refreshing to hear like, 
none of them really took it for granted as much. Like, I think that the entitlement was much lower and more, you know, genuine and realistic. So, yeah, yeah. I thought that was very refreshing. I think it was clear that they didn't, uh, this wasn't their world. Um, yeah. So that was really nice. But, yeah, Landon was great. But um, I do have, like, a theory that, like, he is very handsome, very cute, beautiful eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> he, like, uh, my theory is that he, like, he looks kind of like, like an eight-year-old boy who, like, drank, like, an aging potion, but only, like, half of it. So, like, <laughs> he got, like, a lot taller, and his head got bigger, and, like, his body got bigger, but then, like, the front of his face is still, like, eight-year-old boy. Uh, and, like, yeah, that was my initial impression. Uh, but I don't know. It worked for me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I love this. I'm just gonna, real quick, go back to his Instagram, because, um, like I was saying to you before we started recording, like, um, Landon and Hunter... I don't, I cannot tell them apart. Oh, yeah. um, and not because they're both like white guys. Cause we <laughs> joke all the time about how like generic white men just all look the same. No, yeah, these two guys could be part like, of it. it. It could be part of it, but they also look like they could be cousins a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, oh yes. No, you're a hundred percent correct. Like, oh my gosh, he does have gorgeous eyes. He also makes TikToks, which I think is cute. I mean, I'm just impressed with anyone who can do any type of video editing. Ugh. Let's be real. Tell me about it. Um, yeah. I no, thought he was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very down to earth. And I, I look forward to hearing more from him. I mean, even when the, the girl he took back to the farm was like, that is so many cows. I thought you only had like 10. And he was like, it's literally what I do for a living. <laughs> He's like, no, I have 68. <laughs> like, and he did not, he didn't say it in a condescending way. No. He didn't say it in a way that was like, what? Like, he was just very like, no, this is like, no, this is my life. Yeah. Like, he he says, it's not a hobby out. herd. That's right. It's, it's not a hobby term. herd. Yeah. It is very, because what I would want would be like a hobby herd. But would that even constitute as a herd? Because I would just want, like, two cows. I know, right? Yeah. Even <laughs> ten sounds like way too many. <laughs> right. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to dig in on the 24 hours. Um, but oh, let's talk yeah. about Alan. Oh, okay, okay. I was – I watched uh, – yeah, I watched this with uh, my – I had a few friends over. And Alan was extremely polarizing. Okay, there were a lot of strong feelings about him. And so I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. Okay, so based on my Instagram scrolling a few days ago before the premiere, just to remind everybody, this is literally the first thing I wrote. Horse trucker? Question mark. I do not know what this man does for a living. Like, I could not tell you based on it. He has so many pictures of 18-wheel trailer trucks horse trailer trucks on his Instagram. I'm like, the only thing I can figure is that he does short haul horse trucking. So like, <clears throat> let's say Abby, you own a horse farm. You've bred a horse from a long line of racehorses. Somebody up in PA is like, hey, I want to buy that horse from you. Can you truck it? I would be the person 
who would go to your farm, load up this horse, and drive it across the country or, like, across the state or wherever to deliver the horse. Huh. Yeah. I think that's what he does. That seems like farmer would be a loose term for that kind of person. (laughs) Yes. Precisely. I'm so glad you said that. Um, But, like, I... Yeah. I don't know. Because I, I know he has a house... I know he has some land. That is pretty big. I feel like the the house we saw was huge. Yeah, but like I don't I don't think he has like a herd of anything, which is fine. Like again, we don't like live outside the box for sure of what farming looks like. But I just thought that was really interesting because I was like I think he's a trucker, which is great. Um He's the one with the nephew that he loves a lot that I, like, every, I was scrolling through his Instagram and I saw, like, four happy birthday posts to the same cute little kid. Oh. And, like, that, he's, like, oh, with my favorite buddy, like, it's my buddy's birthday, like, all these really cute, sweet little things. I think he's the person who's been on Instagram the longest. I scrolled back and I saw a post from, like, 2014, maybe. 2014, 2019, and it was, like, young Alan and a friend in a in a horse trailer. Like, oh. a trailer, hanging out or something. Um, I know he mentioned something about ag sales, because the girl oh, kept yes. thinking he ag said sales. ad sales. <laughs> and he had to describe it, like, six times. <laughs> so that's something farming-related, agriculture, right? So, yeah, so ag sales. So my brother-in-law was in ag sales for a while, actually. Um, basically you're selling feed, soil, what else is there? Equipment. Yes. I was like, what else? (laughs) And equipment. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe he sells tractors. Maybe he's hauling tractors in those trailers. Yeah. Could be. I guess we'll just have to see more. I think, yeah. Yeah. I definitely think Alan probably got the least amount of attention on his farm. (laughs) So mm-hmm. hopefully we see more. I hope so. Um, so his pro okay. So this is where we get into it, right? Like his little one minute promo from Fox looked like it was cut together as if he could not finish a sentence. They cut. They did like a super cut of him going um um <laughs> um. Like, I'm like, bro, they're just at, like, I'm sure they're asking you very simple questions. But I also, from watching reality TV, know that editing does people dirty mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. But then <laughs> we got to his first date. So let's get into it. Um, His first date was abysmal. Oh, yeah. Like, a I A lot of them never... were, to be honest. Yeah. Like, yes. a lot of his dates were abysmal. Yes. But his first one, like, it was um, Ariana was the first person he talked to. That and was the, the he... first? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I wrote down Kat Dennings for her because she looks like Kat, Kat... Dennings. <laughs> You're correct. You're not yeah. wrong. It's the affect um, in the mouth. Oh, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. I lied. I, I so lied. Cassidy Joe. Cassidy yes. Joe with the black fringe dress was his first date. Yeah. I nicknamed um, her Honey Girl because she just yes. added honey to everything hey, honey. she said. 
Yeah. She's like, oh, honey. Oh, hey, honey. And she's yeah. from Arizona. So, like, southwest, I guess. Yeah. What are you? Um, yeah. Okay. So, let's get into the women. So, we'll just start with Alan. So, I yeah. I like... do want to talk more about Alan, though. But, yeah, you're oh. right. It's connected to the women. So, let's It's go. connecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I just, let's just land on Cassidy Joe because this is, yeah. this is, I think, kind of where we're headed. I like Cassidy Joe. I think I understand why she would be very off-putting to some people, but mm-hmm. I like her. Um, and my note that I wrote for her was, she timed her lip filler appointment perfectly. <laughs> like, she was not puffy. She did not look like she had just gotten it done the day before. Like, that girl knows what she's doing, and she has an esthetician who knows what they're doing. Because her lips were settled. They were perfect. They were not too big for her face. And I was like, okay, Cassidy Joe, like, I see what game you're playing here, and I don't hate it. Um, But then everything just fell apart. <laughs> So talk to me about why the people in your living room were polarized about Alan. Um, they thought he was creepy and like not, yeah, just kind of a bad guy. They said he seems like an asshole. And I was like, um, and at first I agreed. And I think the handlebar mustache is a big yes. part of it. <laughs> I was going to say, they think that because of the mustache. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's really, yeah. But I think the fact that he like just was such very much not a conversationalist with any of these women. I think that was very off-putting to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think probably everyone watching it felt the same way that the women did, which is that, like, does he not like me? Like, is he not interested right. in me? But I think he, so that was my initial thought, but he grew on me big time. And I think that, yeah, my feelings about him at the end were very different than when I first met him. So I think that is probably what will be the trajectory for a lot of the viewers and the women there. I hope so. Um, Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. So a couple of things about what happened after his date, quote unquote, date, 10 minutes with Cassidy Joe. They were like, she was really trying. Like I, and it wasn't, it wasn't embarrassing. Like I wasn't embarrassed for her as she was trying because she could see in Alan the same thing we were all saying. And, like, I, I really hope she doesn't have a history of talking to men who are just brick walls. Because that would be, like, so terrifying for her, maybe. Um, yeah, she might. I mean, she's in, uh, she's a salesperson. She's in medical she's sales. Salesper- right. Yeah. So she's very, she's, like, she can read people. Yeah. She can, like, steer a conversation. She's a very good conversationalist. Yeah. But what happened was, as they left... As she left, the producers came over and talked to Alan. Yeah. And, and like, I love, I love it anytime a producer gets involved on The Bachelor because you know, like, shit's about to pop off or shit's already gotten messy. And that's why (laughs) there's a producer, like, talking to someone. But he, they, like, hand him a bottle of water and he was like, that was not good. Um, I don't even know if he said that, but he did say that he's not a romantic. Yeah. And I want to know your take on that, mm-hmm. just in general. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, uh, I always love these kind of, like, intro things because, uh, you know, I think it, it speaks a lot to, like, love languages and, like, like, there's a lot of different ways to 
you know, um, kind of categorize people's romantic tendencies. Mm-hmm. So they did say explicitly, like the producer, I think, said, um, like, oh, you're more of an acts of kindness kind of guy. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yes. I like doing things for people. Um, yeah, he mentioned, yeah. like, filling the car up with gas, making yeah. sure there's air in the tires, like, da da like, all of these very practical, logical, yeah. head-driven things. Yeah, which I love. And I think that's really, like... I think it was cool that he could say that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it makes a difference if like if someone can express themselves. I think he has a very, very deep discomfort with expressing, you know, really kind of any kind of expression. And it's not so much a vulnerability thing as much as it is just like he just like doesn't process that way. You know, he's not like an external right. processor. He's just kind of like, uh, yeah, it's. I think it's less about him being closed off and more about him just like, that's not how he communicates. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So I thought that was very interesting. And I thought that the, the women's communication and like romantic styles, um, kind of determined how well they got along with him. And so I think that Cassidy Joe, um, I could see them being a good match. She gave me kind of like, I mean, uh, I don't know what it is it's not like not fake but like it did seem like she was working hard like she prepared mm-hmm. and she was working hard and I did get kind of a feeling like this was like like more of a job to her like a sales pitch right. um and I was like well, that doesn't have to be a bad thing I mean right um you know just because you know how to conduct yourself on tv doesn't mean that you know you're a bad match for somebody right. um yeah, but I thought, uh, I think I could see them working because she is really a, a pursuer, like in the, mm-hmm. uh, in conversations and I, and I would guess maybe predict in like romantic, uh, romantic relationships as well as like, uh, you know, like a, a lot of times you have like a withdrawer and a pursuer kind of mm-hmm. relationship, whereas one person is always like pursuing, 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 and then someone else might tend to withdraw um Mm -hmm. and so that kind of seems more like their dynamic which could work you know as long as they're both aware of it and like um sometimes that's how relationships work you know like one person is always the one that's going to be reaching out and another person is going to be the one that like communicates things in a different way and so um yeah yeah, i could see them being very complimentary so i i'm excited to see how that goes me too um So the interesting thing about what happened at the end of the show was Jennifer Nettles threw out a twist of... Wait, can we talk about them selecting their women first, though? Yeah. Are you talking about the 24-hour twist? Yeah, the 24-hour. It's not really a twist, but yeah. Yeah. We can talk about... Yeah. What do you want... How do you want to do it? Well, I mean... uh, is, Is there anything about, like, the selecting of the women that you want to talk about, or... Maybe not so much. It's okay if not. Not really. Just okay. Well, then I guess my only thought is that my what was the turning point for me on Alan? Oh yes. Um, was how he responded and how he handled being rejected. So the first woman he picked rejected him and said, "Actually, no thanks." Uh, uh, which was Ariana Cat Dennings. Yes. Uh, yeah. From from New Jersey. Uh, yeah, but she did, maybe New York City even? She just described she lives her in big city she, life. She lives in New Jersey and works in New York City. Yeah, it was very unclear why she was there at all. 
Yes. But uh, yeah, so she she turned him down, and that I think I think that could be a real very revealing as to how you know someone's character how they react when they're rejected and mm-hmm. i thought he did really well actually like mm-hmm. you know he could have been like why are you here like <laughs> you just said you you taught you're in a city you like your big city lifestyle so why are you here at all right. uh which is kind of what i was thinking part of it but he was just like okay no yeah no i get it thank you for being honest i uh, appreciate your time uh mm-hmm. like to her and in public and even like his private confessional he it was more about like he's like oh yeah it was a reality check i felt foolish like of course they have to choose me too and i was like right. whoa okay all right I, that really yeah. made me on team alan yeah for sure like his quick self-reflection um, yeah and just like and- a, he doesn't tend to blame others which i think is mm-hmm. a really good quality yeah And I think, so, yeah, that's something that's interesting about the men choosing the women is that the women have to agree to it. Mm -hmm. There, I was like, if that is not the most consent-based thing I have ever seen on reality TV, I don't know what is. Because we have certain bachelors kissing every woman on night one, which is (laughs) fine. I'm not slut-shaming. I'm not kiss-shaming. But I think that's just in such stark contrast to be like, Oh, yeah, by the way, guys, you could pick someone and she could say no. Mm-hmm. Night one. Which, of course, whittles down the numbers. Which, that sounds bad. But, like, yeah, how else, how, like, yeah, of course. Of course, of course a woman could say no, she doesn't want to go back to your ranch. Yeah. Of course. Even though that's technically allowed on The Bachelor, and we've seen, like, our right. icon, uh, Claire, one of yes. uh, Clayton's night one women who was just like no i hate him i did not get along i'm just gonna go home i'm just gonna eat eat some food and then take off you know just drinking champagne in the (laughs) parking lot talking to the producer she's like i'm gonna go yeah like of course they are technically allowed to say no but i did i did really like that um yeah it was explicitly said you Mm -hmm. know you definitely have a choice and you can say no um, yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah, I agree. Very consent friendly. Um, so Alan met eight women and out of those eight he picked well Ariana, who said no thank you, and did say it was a tough, tough decision. So then what I thought was interesting was he did not get to pick a fifth girl. He had to stick with only four women. Which I was like, that's interesting because all the other guys have five women no they he has five women does he one two three four four who are you missing like who uh what's your list cassidy joe Uh kirsten from tennessee yeah rebecca from california and sloan from florida and kelsey though right kelsey did he pick kelsey he did pick kelsey yeah Yeah, because there was another kelsey okay Yes. Oh, yeah. There's several of every name. Uh, But yeah, I remember because Cassidy Joe is the last one he picked and she was really getting in her head about like, if if Ariana didn't say no, I wouldn't be here. Like I was his second choice. Yeah. Which, yeah, I agree. It was kind of a a mind, mind fuck. Yeah. Um, So, okay. So he picked 
five women, mm-hmm. Cassidy, Joe, Kelsey, Kirsten, Rebecca, and Sloan. And then Jennifer Nettles is like, so now you get to pick one woman to go spend an un- uninterrupted 24 hours with you at your farm, just the two of you. And when I tell you, I started sweating. I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't, like, I was like, Landon's going to fall apart. He, he did. Just, like, and he did. Exactly like, what he, he did. Truly <laughs> lost his mind. Um, and, I, and I was just like, oh, this is so, I was like, but that's good TV. Like, that is good TV. I don't know. Um, I disagree. Like, You disagree? I, really? I don't, well, I don't, I really don't like, like, throwing wrenches into like the sure. like the um I don't know what to call them because they're not content just farmers I guess the yeah. the main people like I really don't like you know leaving them in the dark about what's going to happen mm-hmm. and which yeah. like Landon said he was like he was like I was not prepared for this nobody told me I would be making this decision right now <laughs> right. I was like good that's for cool. you yeah call it out like that's right. not that's not cool, really, especially since yeah. a lot of it is so consent-based to kind of that's throw true. that wrench into there. It does seem kind right. of like that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's an American twist. I would be oh, yeah. surprised if another country could get away with that kind of thing. Right. Um, um, but, yeah. But, yeah, you're you're totally right. Like, even though it is like a, po- a quote unquote, like positive twist, like if I mean, yeah, even Alan, who's like processes things very differently to be like, hey, now, okay, great. You've just made this really tough decision that might alter the course of your life. Now make another. <laughs> now make another one. <laughs> We're waiting. We've got all night. Yeah. Like, the poor Landon just like, <laughs> poor Landon is like, I already made three decisions I didn't want to make. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Um, so Alan picked Cassidy Joe to go back to his ranch. Which was and... very smart because she was already super insecure about being his runner up. So I yeah. thought, well, that's a really good move. And I think that shows that he wants to reassure her that he wants her there. Yeah. Um, a couple standout things to me from that little segment that we got was she apologized for calling him dude, which I thought was really cute and funny. She was like, oh, dude. And then she goes, oh, my gosh, I just called you dude. I'm so sorry. And he was like, it's fine. Like, he was just like, it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. That surprised me, too, because I was like, um, I mean, I would want an apology for you calling me babe and honey all night. But, I mean, I guess that's just me. <laughs> right. Like, maybe we just maybe we just call people by their names. Yeah. Like, it's it's just Alan. <laughs> um, so they talked briefly. Something that caught my ear was she asked him about church. Mm. And then they had, like, this little bond, bonding moment. They both grew up in the Church of Christ, which I don't know. I mean, I grew up United Methodist. I could not tell you a single thing about the Church of Christ. No idea. But it felt like one of those things where, like, oh, you too? Oh, yeah, me too. Like, it felt like one of those sweet bonding things. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Um, And it was really nice to see, like, an organic, like, finding out things they have in common moment. Yes. Like, that truck drive. Yeah. Is, like, I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's good TV. Yeah. Because you don't have to, like, be in that awkward group setting. No, it's, like, just the two of you, and you can really, like, 
dig in because Lord knows how long it took him to drive from the airport to his house. Yeah, yeah. I also thought it was a really good move for Alan specifically because, uh, and I hope that they kind of accommodate him and give him more opportunities to have a conversation while driving or while doing something else because yes. you could tell he was way more comfortable with that. And it was yes. the, the face-to-face eye contact that really mm-hmm. was not his jam. So I really liked, yeah. yeah, that they showed him in a much more comfortable conversation. Yeah. Um. He has a, he has a very adorable dog that she Cassie Joe just got right down right down in there and gave him a hug, and then the most interesting thing happened. Yes, and I I clocked it a hair and a half before the camera sh- showed her clocking it. She walked into his house, and the look on her face. So I think at this point we've already seen like. The way it was cut together, I think we had already seen a few other homes, like a few of the other farmers' yeah. homes. So, like, at this point, I'm already like, oh, gun safe, three deer heads on the wall. Like, I'm already doing my, like, farm country girl clock of everybody's cabins. Checklist, yeah. The checklist, hardwood floors, okay, da da da, da. But Alan's house, blue kitchen cabinets. I can't, I was so stuck in the blue kitchen cabinets, I cannot even tell you the color of the countertop. I cannot even tell you the color of the wall. But I do know there were also ruffle curtains above the kitchen window, kitchen sink window, I think. Mm, it was eclectic. But I was like, <laughs> it was very eclectic, and I was like, oh, a woman has lived here. Yeah. And Good catch. because, like, I was like, oh, a woman has lived here. A woman decorated that. I was watching with my roommate, and he clocked it, too. Like, we both were like, huh. (laughs) And he wasn't even looking at my screen, but, like, he felt the whole vibe shift. He, like, looked over my screen, and I was like, you're seeing this, right? Like, this is so weird. Um, And Cassidy Joe's face, she was like, oh, um," she's like, did you? did you pick out the decor? And he was like, no, my ex did. Well, I think he was talking and about that, the, the cabinets. Or the, the cabinets, counters. right. Yeah. Or something, something in the kitchen. It was something um, specific, yeah, but that's definitely how it came up. Like, uh... And she immediately, and I want to know what you think about this, she immediately jumped to, has he been married before? Like, she took that leap so hard. And I thought that was so interesting because in my brain, I was just like, oh, a woman has lived there. Oh, I don't think I even clocked that. Like the, a woman had lived there. I kind of thought it was just like, oh, I was painting the cabinets and my girlfriend at the time liked blue, you know, (laughs) I didn't really, but of course that makes much more sense now that you say it. Yeah. Like it just, and it, I'm like, and it's not his mom and it's not his grandma. Like that. Mm -hmm was very evident that it was a little more like modernized to what I would assume Alan's mom, whom I don't know (laughs) from anyone would decorate a cabin that she had owned that he moved into. Like it just, it wasn't mom, grandma vibe. It was very much like partner vibe. Um, so yeah, I'm interested in, and that was like our cliffhanger. Yeah. Was. Yeah. She was like, and she was like, like, has he been married before? And like, I have to ask him that. And like, did they, wow, did they really not know? Like, I don't know. 
What do you think? Do you think he's been married? I don't think, um, I don't think, oh wait, Instagram. One of them has been married before. Oh, but I don't remember who it is because I I think I was probably him. Be Alan. Because I was scrolling back and I think I remember seeing like an, a like a wedding something or other. Oh, shoot. I could be wrong. Let me not get my hopes up. Um, scrolling. Lots of horses. Um, but he did say okay, something about, like, it. past relationships not working out. So right. you would think Maybe that would be the time you would mention oh. my marriage fell apart, you know. But I guess he is right. kind of a, keeps his cards close to the chest, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, okay, no. I don't think he's been married. So maybe he's just been married. But one of them has, a- huh? One, I think one of them has, or maybe one of them was just at someone else's wedding. I don't know. Instagram, I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm interested in seeing, like, the Cassidy Joe Allen evolution. Yeah. The, I'm so glad you said that the, about, like, the, the definitely feeling like a woman had lived there. Because when I saw her reaction, I kind of thought she just hated it. I thought she hated the house and I immediately got very protective of Alan because he was like, I built this with my bare hands, you know, I built it. And he's just like, Oh really? (laughs) No, it was definitely the the blue cab, like the blue cabinets. You're right. That probably made the difference. We went to Sherwin Williams and my girlfriend picked out this color and we spent a weekend being cute and painting together and feeding each other bake like you know like <laughs> the whole country vibe yeah like oh she said it matched my eyes <laughs> right 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 and that's why I haven't changed it okay Ellen like I oh, yeah. yeah so I'm interested in seeing where that goes um okay Landon oh Landon in the log cabin Landon has oh. He could build me a log cabin, and I would not say no. Oh, yeah, big time. Although, I would really want him to stop before he added so many dead things to the walls. He did have a lot of death. It was too much death. It was way too much death in there. <laughs> um, so, the women he picked were Ashley from Texas. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Ashley L. from Texas. Oh, so I think Ash- you were saying that. I just put Ashley too, so I'm going to change it to L. <laughs> Bless him. Bless him. And we'll come back to that. <laughs> Ashley R. from Florida, who was his first speed date, and she has, like, green tips on her hair, and she's yeah. super cute. She's the mom. Um, She's the mom. Kylie from Florida, Kylie. who he said, quote, Kylie is a daggum Disney princess. Yep. <laughs> and I, I literally screamed. I was like, I cannot deal with you, Landon. Um, and she said about him, I've got bubbles and butterflies and I can't get the stupid smile off my face. I was like, pump the brakes there, cowgirl. Like, you just met this guy, but also it's kind of cute. Um, he picked Nicole from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Which is right up the road from where I am. Um, And when I was, when Abby and I were talking earlier this week, 
Abby, you asked me, like, do you know her? And I was like, no, but I guarantee you I probably know people who know her. And I haven't done any, inv- any investigating yet, but I'm going to. Oh, yeah. Working um, on that. We should get her on. We should. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. Like, special guest star. And she's just, like, very normal Pennsylvania girl, which I love. And then Zoe from Tennessee, who's a photographer. Zoe, totally unmemorable. Have no idea who she is. Oh, yeah. Nope. Like, she did not get a snippet or a confessional. I have no idea. Um, so when Landon was asked to pick someone for 24 uninterrupted <laughs> hours on his yeah, farm. he had a few aneurysms. He had a few aneurysms. <laughs> and then I think the cutest thing in all of reality TV history that I've ever witnessed happened. So, okay. For those of you who are like, why are you referencing The Bachelor? I've never watched it. Something happens with The Bachelor that I think makes it very unique is that each contestant gets a dossier of all of their, well, each suitor or suit. What's the female term for suitor? I don't know. Why am I trying? Why am I trying to make up words when it's literally bachelor, bachelorette? Every <laughs> bachelor and bachelorette get a dossier of their contestants. And they are, I think they're allowed to like keep it with them or the, one of the production assistants has it or whatever. But I know because I've watched it happen in older seasons, they've gone back and like flipped through it to make sure they're like, have the names. So this was before you started watching even. This was like back in the day. Yeah. I remember like watching a few contestants do it. Um, So Landon really could have used a dossier because (laughs) there's two Ashleys in his group. And he was like, I, he was like, I know who I want to take back with me. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I do not remember your name. And he walked up to Ashley R. So girl with the green hair. And he held out both of his hands. And he was like, would you come back to my ranch? And she was like, it's Ashley. And he was like, that's right. Like, he just had that moment of like. No, he knew it yeah. was Ashley. He, just oh, right. like, but he, couldn't he was like, I have two, I, I, I have two Ashleys. And I, my thought was like, oh, they probably don't give them the last names or they probably don't right. have them like handy. So it made right. sense to me that like, of course I want to take Ashley, but how do I tell you which one if I'm right. not given the last name? Like Ashley blue right. hair? I don't know. You know, like. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, well, he certainly can't say Ashley with the blue hair. Like you can't, like you can't do that. Yeah. So, so he like walked I up I felt bad her. for him. I thought he did the best he could, you know. I, oh, he totally did. I was feeling for him in that moment because I am, I am just bad with names. Clearly, as we've are as already evidence. Um, well, I don't think he is bad with names. Like I thought, like they right. he really just didn't know their last names, probably. No. So Which, how else yeah. are you gonna refer to them? Right. So yeah, I thought it was really cute. He like walked up to her and like held yeah. out his hands and very asked her sweet. like go with him, and she was very excited. Yeah. Um, I like her. She's got good vibes. I really like her. I think she's very genuine. Um so on their truck ride to his house she said that she wants to pet his cows yeah because he he asked her he was like what are you looking forward to the most and she was like i really want to pet your cows she was like can we pet the cows and he was like yeah absolutely (laughs) um she's never been to a rural rural area ever like she's like i've never been to the country like a place like this um the guns i clocked the gun safe i i there's a couple interesting things about these guys' houses that are, like, really in the weeds about my brain. But, like, almost all the gun safes I saw were right by the door, which makes sense to me 
as a farm girl, but also I'm like, it doesn't make all that much sense to me, but sure, whatever. <laughs> um, the the sound editors for the show deserve an Emmy for the horror movie music that played as they were panning from like yeah. all of the taxidermy and on his wall. <laughs> I thought that was a lovely touch, and I was like, "Good job, y'all!" Like that's that's great. Yeah, definitely um, ended up. Yeah. What did you think of their first like little intro into his house? The two of them. Yeah, uh, definitely just way too many dead things. Love the log cabin <laughs> vibe. I am still very confused for like just the whole show. Like, I'm really confused where the women are gonna stay. You know, like, does this mean that, like, the farmers had to build extra, like, rooms to accommodate five women? You know, like, are they going to be somewhere else? And something I thought at first, uh, when I first watched it, uh, when she said the whole thing about the having the 24 hours, at first I thought, like, oh, these are the only women that are going to get 24 hours with him. But then mm-hmm. I rewatched it and I was like, oh, no, it sounds like everyone is going to get one. But uh, this is just the first one. It's like a head start. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because she says something about like every week you'll get individual time to spend a whole day with each one of them. Um, but the first 24 hours you pick now, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm like, oh, well, maybe they're like only one at a time. And so they only like sleep there one at a time. I don't know. So I'm very curious how it's going to work out. But yeah, Landon's log cabin is uh, a... <laughs> I'm really curious where she's going to be sleeping, okay? You know, and how many, you know, deer heads will be there? All, all of the deer heads will be there. Um, it's unavoidable. It's Oklahoma. <laughs> but, but yes, it, I was like, ooh, he's a, like, he's a hunter, hunter. Yeah. Um, Which kind of surprises me. He seems, you know, really too sensitive to be. <laughs> right. Oof. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to kind of see, like, the rest of that yeah i don't know i thought it was cute um ryan okay so ryan let's talk about we'll spend some time here because <laughs> yeah. there's Wait, a lot can to you give me here. his uh the women he chose yeah. first i missed one so he he chose sarah i is that sarah with an h i don't know because <laughs> I, both of the Sarahs I have on my list both have H's. So either oh. I think I messed up. I don't well, know. He There's called Sarah one of them I and Sarah, Sarah V. Okay, right. So maybe that one's the I. Okay. Yeah. So Sarah I from New York. Haley R from New York. Lily from Florida. Portia from Texas. Portia. And Sarah V from Texas. Yes. Um, so, okay, let's talk about Shartasia, because I think it's Is she the one that he didn't pick? Yes. So, mm-hmm. Shartasia is from California. She's from LA. Mm-hmm. She's a mental health therapist. She is this beautiful, could not tell you how old she is, black woman, braids, like, cute little thing. And she is the one who, as you said earlier, looked him, looked this man dead in his eyes and said, you know, I feel like black cowboys are often like a big overlooked part of our culture. And then they like cut away from it. And they were doing like 
kind of the cut of all of his dates. So I, I'm, I'm glad that that was the thing that they like put in, like kept in for the episode was that comment. But I wanted the camera. I wanted to see his face. Yeah. Because then he didn't pick her. Yeah. And I, I like, I can't say that I'm surprised because I'm never surprised when black women get rejected. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just in reality TV world at this point, I'm like, it's so useless. Just make them all the bachelorette and we'll be fine. Um, let them do the rejecting. (laughs) Um, but I wanted to hear more of that conversation because he brought it up. Yeah. Like he brought it up. He said, and I don't know if it was to Shartasia or if it was to someone else, but like he brought up the fact that his grandparents bought the farm that he lives in in the 60s, which is a big deal, especially in the South. Um, He's the one who said that he's either, I can't remember if he said third or fifth generation cowboy, but like if he's a fifth generation black cowboy and his grandparents bought their farm in the 60s, that means his family has been on that in that area or at least being cowboys since the late 1800s early 19 like maybe 1910s maybe like late 1890s like 1910s i'm not good at math but that's like my guesstimation of like five generations um and to not like to have him say that but then not pick the girl who recognizes how deep and rich that history is, I think is the most bum ass choice yep. any man could have made. And like, and I hate, I hate it, but it comes up so often, Abby, that like this whole thing about like black men and black women. Yeah. Like, what is it? I, I cannot figure it out. It is something that my black girlfriends and I talk about a lot. And like, we've dug into it. We've like, the history of the disrespect, the history of the respect, the history of, like, oh, you're a thought, whatever, whatever, but, oh, like, you're a queen. Like, these polarizing ideas that come from the media and are rooted in white supremacy that black men cannot get past, even though you were raised by a black woman, Like, I was once having a conversation with a black man where he kept referring to women as females. He was like, and females and females. And I was was like, I'm going to stop you right there. I was like, I'm going to stop you right there because, like, I was like, would you refer to your mother as a female? And he said no. And I was like, so when you say about black women, what you're saying is bitches. (gasps) Yes. Like, you're substituting the word female when you mean bitches but you know darn well you would never call your mama a bitch whoa so let's unpack that before you continue to have this conversation and i don't like disclaimer i do not think ryan black is that type of guy he does not give me those vibes however i think there's something i mean i I already said it like white supremacy right like we talk about white supremacy is the water it's not the shark there's something that went off in his brain at some point either that was childhood adulthood that night where he was like i cannot pick star 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 for you um, i knew I, I was like i'm gonna say my own name at some point 
um, there something went off in his brain that he was like, I cannot picture Tasha. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. And I, I absolutely do not want to presume that it was because she's a black woman because he kept another black woman whose name I can't remember. <laughs> Is it Portia? It might be Portia. Um, yeah, Portia. I mean, Portia. She was uh, much more lighter skinned though, right? So, right. Yeah. And I mean, we can talk about that too, right? Like we could, we could, we're not going to, but like we could get into like the colorism of yeah. it all. Um, Shartasia, Brittany, Haley R, I believe is Latina. Oh, okay. Lily. Yes. Portia is very light skinned. She's beautiful. Yeah. And she's from Texas. I mean, Shart, my golly. Shartasia is also very beautiful, but she is darker skinned. I she has braids. Portia has a weave, mm-hmm. like, and maybe it's her natural hair. I shouldn't assume. I'm looking at it. It might be a weave. Um, so there's like these biases, right, yeah. that people hold about black women, and I'm like, also mad that, not mad, but also like wondering, curious about, as our friend Bonnie would say, like, I'm curious about why he was the only man to get two black women. And I don't want to blame the men on that. But I was thinking about it because my my black girl group chat was popping off about it a little bit earlier because one of my friends asked, like, is it diverse? And I said no. Mm -hmm. And then I realized there are so, like, I could talk about this all day, but implicit bias goes every direction, right? There are so many biases that people hold about farming yeah. and farmers and a traditional lifestyle. I mean, we kind of, t- I don't remember if we were talking about this after we started recording, but like oftentimes traditional lifestyle is code for conservative, yeah. right? And if, I don't know, like if I, w- well, I can't really say this for certain because my my mother, my biological mother, loved horseback riding. So, like, I probably would have been comfortable around large animals had I not been adopted or whatever. But, like, I know that there are some black women out there who would hear farmer and think, KKK, not going to be out in the country with a white man or a black man where no one can hear me scream for two and a half miles. Like, there are so many things that are very real concerns for black women and like reality dating tv already does not do us justice unless you're a tasia or a michelle or a rachel the first black bachelorette rachel rachel is that her name um rachel Lindsay. yes rachel Lindsay, who's a she was a district attorney Mm. so like really reality dating tv really hypes up black women when they've already reached like peak good career quote-unquote good career success so anyway that's a long rant um but I did find it interesting I did find it interesting I was telling the group chat this that he picked Sarah no Haley from New York for the extra 24 hours and I, I think she's Latina um and my one of my friends in the group chat said Ah, yes, Latinas, the black women, the black men's kryptonite. And she was like, and a black man said that. Like, I heard a black man say that. (laughs) Um, So I thought that was interesting. But I also thought it was a really smart decision 
for him to pick her because she is from New York. And I think he said that. He was like, I want to see how she does. Like, if she can... Was that him who said that? I don't remember what he said, but I know that Landon picked Ashley because... He's the one in Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Yeah, because he was like, Oklahoma takes some getting used to. And I think maybe she'd appreciate the extra time, which I thought was so sweet. Yeah, but I don't remember what Ryan said specifically. Um... So yeah, that's, I mean, not a nutshell of all my thoughts about that, but I think I'm interested to see where this, like, where it goes with Ryan specifically, because, like, I mean, the South, the South could be the South. The South is also full of Black people, so, like, I'm trying to get over my own biases about, like, quote-unquote the South, um... So I'm interested to see, like, Portia in that environment and Haley and, like, all of them, really, because it's so different than Tennessee or Oklahoma. So, all right, I just did a lot of talking. No, I love it. Yeah, that's a really, really valuable insight. And I'm so, I feel, I'm feeling so lucky that I have you to to shed this light and to hear your interesting thoughts. um yeah that's very true i'm i'm really curious to see what will happen and i was just thinking like i don't know do you think part of it about him not choosing um chartasia did i get that Mm -hmm. yeah i'm not choosing her i wonder if part of it is like i'm just thinking like i wonder if in general it's hard to hear like a new person speak with any kind of knowledge or authority on something that you have lived and maybe you feel that is very close to you and you know a lot about i wonder if that's hard to just hear somebody kind of you know say like oh yeah actually i know a lot about that yeah it's like oh right (laughs) yeah that's actually a really good point that i did not really consider but then also makes me wonder chartasia's background yeah like, maybe she's from the Midwest or the West or the South. Like, maybe she has a family history. And if that's the case, I mean, we'll never know unless she gets on a different show. But, like, if that's the case, then I would think, like, oh, I would want to know more about this person. Like, I'm going to keep them around because, yeah, okay, they get, like, they get it. And maybe Ryan isn't the type of guy. And, you know, people no matter what color you are, no matter what your background is, like sometimes people just aren't the type of people that feel like relatability is a big thing. Yeah. Or like they look for different types of compatibility, you know? Right. Right. Did we talk about Hunter? We didn't talk about Hunter, did we? We didn't talk about Hunter. We talked about it uh, briefly in the beginning, but we haven't talked about which women he picked. Yeah. I only uh, caught two of his choices, (laughs) of Hunter's choices. So can you tell me who else? I can. So Devon from Arizona. Devon. Oh yeah, Sunshine Girl. Sunshine Girl, yeah. Megan from Texas. Stephanie from California. Sydney from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, she's the the doll baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Talia from Georgia. Talia, okay. Yeah, we don't we don't know a whole lot about Talia. We don't. Or actually, I don't most of them. Her face. 
Right. So it's Sydney and Devon. Um, yeah. So Sydney is a music booking agent from Tennessee, which I think is very interesting because Hunter is a musician. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was very intrigued by that. I was like, oh, I wonder what that is, especially because she's like a whole decade younger than him. Like, literally. She's 24 and he's 34 or something like that? I actually think he's she's 22. That's so young. Yeah. That's so I was young. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't deal with that. Go home. Um. Yeah, literally. Like, what are you doing? Go party. Um, oh, Kylie was she... a scientist. I'm sorry. I just, that was uh, one of someone's, Landon's lady. Okay. I didn't remember oh. who she was, but now I, I do. Sorry. That's oh, off yeah. topic. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's right. That's okay. Um, so, Sydney also judged livestock in college. And her quote, her pull quote for me was, we could do some sorting later. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, sweetie, that's so cute. Yeah. And then she gets the extra 24 hours on his farm. Yeah. Um, and this was so fascinating to me. She was wearing not farm clothes. None of them were really wearing yeah. quote unquote farm clothes. Which makes sense. But she was dressed like in a cutaway dress with a cute little top. She was in her white sneakers. But she got right in that pig. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a pig pen, but she got right in that pig corral with the pigs, and she was petting them. She's wearing like her little white sneakers. Um, and then came the first, the first thing that a man said that I was disappointed in. Oh, <laughs> happened here, um, which was Hunter saying that. He thinks that city girls are high maintenance and country girls are down home. Yeah. He said something about, like, he meant it as a compliment, but it did not come across as that. As, like, a Sydney, he was like, Sydney's the perfect mix between high maintenance city girl and, like, down home country or something. Right. And I was like, "Uh, high maintenance doesn't sound like it mixes with anything. Like, that's... I don't. I hate. Yeah, there's no in between for high maintenance. I don't know where you're going with that. Right. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was interesting, but also we could chalk that up to nerves. But as I like, there's some bias there of like big city girls, which I guess is also what this show is trying to do, but I think is failing already at. Yeah. Like in a good for like good reason. Um. Because that was kind of how it was marketed, was like, these big city girls, and I'm like, most of these girls are from the country. Like A lot of them, yeah. I just, I mean, there are cities in Texas, obviously, but like, Texas cities different than like, Manhattan. Yeah. It's just different. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, so yeah, I was like, hold on there, Hunter. I don't, I don't know if we need to be going to draw, drawing these big conclusions right away. But then the another interesting thing happened, which was the producer asking her how her fear of large animals was coming yeah. along. Yeah, which is hilarious. She said she's scared of any animal bigger than her, but she's like barely a hundred pounds. So I think that's like anything right. bigger than a cocker spaniel. So I don't know why that's. Yeah, I was like, why are we? And how do you judge livestock right if you're scared of animals bigger than you? That's what I said. <laughs> but 
you could judge pigs, you could judge judge rabbits, you can judge goats, sheep. She's tall, so but like then the then the camera like zoomed out and there's a horse like standing next to her, like a full arm's length away. Like she put her whole arm out and she was barely touching it. And she was like, Ah, he's cute. Like Yeah, she was like, Did you put this here for me? Gosh, I thought that was adorable. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of interested in seeing like the two of them together. Yeah. And just kind of seeing like what that vibe is like. Very curious about the age gap because you can tell she's Gen Z because based on the dress she's wearing because that fabric I have not seen since the early 2000s and Gen Z is trying to bring everything we buried in 2008 back. <laughs> it's it's demoralizing truly yeah, it's I'm heartbreaking like, and they just don't understand like girlies please nobody wants low-rise jeans oh gosh they literally have torn my skinny jeans out of my hands and Seriously. i like now even putting on a pair of skinny jeans i can't do it anymore yeah we larry so. we layered camis and long sleeves so that you wouldn't have to and it's disrespectful right. that you're bringing that back <laughs> how dare you disrespect your elders like that <laughs> <gasps> very annoying um okay any anything to add do we want to just do like i i could do like a speed round of like highs and lows yeah okay give me your like two highs and two lows of the episode is that is that good too you want to do three sure i mean they all kind of just blend together but um i guess my one high could just be actually a string of compliments you know which i think were really the cream of the crop pardon the pun of uh you know just beautiful you know uh beautiful displays of love such as ryan's you have brown eyes and <laughs> landon's that girl is trouble covered in trouble uh and alan's very heartfelt she's cool i thought those were all <laughs> testaments that chivalry and romance is not dead and I really look forward to the fairy tale that this will become and promises to be. So that was definitely high for me. <laughs> when Ryan said you're... <laughs> you have brown eyes. You have brown eyes. And then she said, thank you. <laughs> yeah, she like, she pulled that very saint, like skillful move of like, oh, you're getting lost in my eyes, you mean? And he's like, yeah. That that was so painful. It was so painful. Yeah, and then he followed mm. it up with like, "She makes me feel. She just, she, just, I feel." <laughs> that was his. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really him. look forward to more, uh, more one liners like that. Oh my gosh! I mean, the lows. lows? It's hard to say. I mean. It's just really hard to make a judgment call. I mean, I have definitely have things that I'm worried about. You know, for example, mm -hmm. like Ashley described herself as a telehealth worker, and I that's not a thing. So <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like, you can't, that's not, what are you talking about? You know, like, that's just, that's so broad, you know? So, mm -hmm. and the fact that her daughter is way too old to be thrilled about a move to the country. Okay, like that's how old's like, her daughter? She looks like 
like eight maybe seven or eight mm. that is way too mm. old like toddlers will be you know very enchanted by the horses but i don't see that transition going very well <laughs> like yeah the eight-year-old already settled into their you know high high action life so i just that just worries yeah. me but i mean we'll just see what happens and then of course landon's all the dead things on the walls is just <laughs> it's foreboding <laughs> maybe a little bit but yeah other than that yeah that's where i stand how about you um highs for me um landon just being very humbled yeah. by the whole like it just felt like he gave the vibe of being humble yeah like genuinely like i cannot believe i'm here i cannot believe that i have eight beautiful women to talk to oh my gosh i have to send three beautiful women home oh my gosh i have to pick five beautiful women oh my gosh i have to pick them <laughs> like he was just very much like overwhelmed yeah. but not in a way that felt like bro and weird yeah he was just very like he was just very humble i think yeah and i'm i really hope he stays yeah he's that way I think just his reaction yeah. to being overwhelmed is a really a big green flag at all, you know, because a lot of people, yeah. they get really mean or angry when they're overwhelmed. Yeah. And that he seemed to take it like in good humor and, you know, right. more like a, whoa, this is wild, you know, like, or the yeah. lashing out, which I think is a great sign. It's so good. Um, so that's definitely a high for me. Um, a low was probably the low was me having high expectations for ryan oh yeah like i think i'm my own low this week <laughs> of being like i should have i should have maybe known better because it's reality tv but like i just had high high hopes and i think that that but i think that that can tie kind of tie into the high of this show is so different yeah because how many people have the bachelor and bachelorette kept even though I know, like the producers, how many people have the producers forced people to keep on that show yes. for the X factor, for the drama, for the diversity, for the whatever. And the fact that like, I mean, I don't know, I'm not behind the scenes at Farmer Wants Wife. I have a very strong feeling that nobody was like, Ryan, you have to keep the black girl. Yep. Yeah. Whereas in Bachelor Nation, Bachelor World, Bachelor Land, people would be like, you have to keep the black girl period end of story no conversation let it all play out right like it just feels very contrasting and I'm so excited about that um because it it gives me hope that maybe not all reality dating tv shows are toxic yeah environments to be in but also like to watch <laughs> every week um another high for me is the fact that it's one hour yeah in, <laughs> out done like I don't need two two hours season premiere right on a monday and a tuesday we get our nights monday. back it's oh my gosh yeah it's been it's so freeing. nice like <laughs> yeah by nine o'clock i was like all right i guess i'll just like go lay in bed <laughs> don't have to sit here anymore um yeah i don't so know if i can nice. handle a podcast about the bachelor because i just wouldn't have any juice left after watching it all. right it's so draining yeah. um no. So, yes, I think those are, like, my highs and lows. Definitely. I have a lot of hopes. Yeah, I think you're totally right about it being a different feel for uh, reality dating. I Yeah, I love that they uh, 
I even like what little I've seen about the relationship between the producers and the the farmers yeah. and the contestants. Like, I feel like it's, you know, they're involved and they're talking, but it doesn't seem as, it seems, it seems more closer to what The Bachelor likes to pretend their producers are, which is like, mm -hmm. you know, like advisors and comfort mm -hmm. uh, and support systems. Um, and as opposed to being the opposite, which is what it actually is. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I look forward to them having a healthier relationship with production staff. Yeah, I hope so. Um, okay, quick, quick two rounds of would you rather. Ooh, okay. Would you rather shovel manure or bale hay? Uh, I think I would say bale hay. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, you know, to be honest, that could be, like, kind of splintery. That could make my hands mm -hmm. kind of hurt. So, can I do yeah. both? Can I do half of both? Sure. Sure. Okay, yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> Um, well, I grew up helping my dad bale hay. Ooh. Um, we did not have cows by the time I was old enough to like be baling hay. So I've never really shoveled manure. I helped muck out a horse barn with a friend once and that was basically a terrible experience. It was also raining that day though. Oh, no. So like, I was so bad. I was wet and smelly. It was awful. <laughs> so I think bale hay, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Sounds cleaner. Um, would you rather ride a horse or lasso a steer? Oh, ride a horse for sure. I mean, okay. Yeah. And I have complicated feelings about horses that I'm sure will come back. <laughs> we'll talk about okay. it later. <laughs> okay. But I just so very badly do not want to throw ropes around any living thing that I would do anything else. <laughs> yeah, sure. Totally fair. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> awesome. All right. Wait, what's any yours? final... Oh, um, ride a horse. Lassoing is really hard. There's like a certain, I never could quite get the hang of it. And like, there's like a certain wrist motion you have to do to lasso. Oh boy. And then you got to make sure your knot is just right. It's uh, no riding a horse. Your butt's going to hurt, but you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a good lot point. less awful. Too much technique in that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Oh, this is so fun. I'm, I love the, I don't know if you intentionally did the would you rathers of more like farm flavor, but I dig it. I look forward to hearing yeah. more about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> farm perspective. Awesome. This is so fun. I look forward to doing it more. Um, yeah. I think, as we said, I think this first episode will be, uh, is, is long, but I think it's worth it. And I think probably in the future, we won't have to do as much uh, lead up and back background. So yeah. I think like if the episodes are one hour, our episodes could be like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was hoping. But man, there's a lot of feelings. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Provocative. A lot to unpack. Yeah. Like a lot it. of stuff to say. And it was, it was all good stuff, I think. So no notes. Yes. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks, Star. Thanks for listening. I hope we get this out there, but we haven't figured out where to post it. So <laughs> yeah, well, it be an adventure. You, if you are listening to this, we have successfully figured out how yeah. to post and stream this podcast. Exactly. So congratulate us. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulate <laughs> us. Let us know. DM us. Um, let us know what you think and tell us all of your week one thoughts. We want to hear from you. Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Bye.